0: Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is the Light what of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael gotta Boldea. For
0: what you believe. You gotta stand. Well, hello, my little enemies of the state. How are you today? Yes, we're back. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am your humble host, Michael Maldia. Uh Last week, uh, we had somebody moving into uh, the office space next door, and apparently they decided drilling into brick was a great idea the whole day. So we tried. We really tried to record uh, all the way up uh, to the end of the day, and they were just going bananas. Apparently, they were in a time crunch. As you can tell, there is no noise currently, therefore, we are recording today. Uh, Let's see, August. Is it August? It is August. Is it August or September? Look at me. Wow, this is how time flies. It's September the 8th, because my kids started school. So, September the 8th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And... uh, you know, we miss a week, half the nation's populace gets uh, labeled an enemy of the state. And uh, coincidentally, the only people that were labeled enemies of the state were people that agreed with the policies and the current narrative of the current administration. Uh, I know you'd think, wow, what an original thought, Mr. Robinette Biden being the genius that he is, But it's not the first time that some megalomaniac decided to label the opposition enemies of the state, enemies of progress, enemies of the future itself. Uh, Half a momo, uh, Nicolae Ceausescu, back in Romania, did the exact same thing. The guy was a cobbler, Uh, dumber than a bag of Skittles sitting in a bucket of water, but he knew that in order to maintain control, in order to maintain power, you had to definitively make your opposition the enemy of not yourself, but of the state. And I understand. There are some of you, because I get the emails, people go, hey, did you see what this person said? Yeah, you're just a Trumpist, and no matter what, look, I understand, you know, when only two neurons are, you know, rubbing against each other, it's hard. This is not about Trump. This is not about anything else. This is about the current man in the White House who has decided to label half the nation enemies of the state. Now, I understand, well, that shouldn't bother us, we're Christians. Hang on a minute. Have you seen what the policies and the narrative of this administration have been over the last year and a half, two years? Everything is focused either on transgender rights, homosexual rights, the silencing of the church, uh, intimidating people into not speaking their minds. If that's the kind of nation you want to live in, God bless you, Beth Moore, you keep hoorahing Jill Biden's uh, flowing hair. And it surprises me that a lot of these so-called Christian leaders that were, you know, licking Joe Biden's feet haven't come out and said, hold on a second. I, I thought he was supposed to be the great centrist. I thought we were supposed to, you know, let cooler heads prevail, bring the rhetoric down to an even keel, you know, not, not have the entire White House backlit in red with Marines standing behind you. And, and you looking like a wrinklier, older, dumber, more mentally ill version of Hitler or Stalin. But see, none of these people that called you a bad Christian for saying, no, I don't think I'm going to vote for the party that's all in on murdering babies. None of these people came out and go, hold on a second, this isn't really what I voted for. So you have to ask yourself, what side are they really on? Because I'm, I'm not, I'm tired of this. You can, you can keep the comments to yourself. You can sit there and just, you know, baste in your own anger and frustration, because Mike won't do what we want him to do. He doesn't talk about aliens, whatever it is. I don't care. That's the beauty of having freedom. My show, my time, ain't asking me for a dime. Ooh, I can even rhyme. See, look at that. Genius with words. I could have been a Christian rapper. I you know, I I'm I'm not, you know, ripped enough to be 50 Cent, but maybe 2 dollar bill yo. I I could, you know, come up with some rhymes that are, you know, not Christ-centered. Who goes for that stuff anyway? But, you know, something ambiguous enough where you can uh pretend to be Sug and still pretend to be a Christian. I get distracted. Anyway, if you didn't see the speech by Mr. Robinette Biden, you should really go listen to it. Listen to the words that are coming out of the man's mouth. Don't try to justify the, Well, he's just old and dementia riddled. You saw that spark of anger with the raised fists, man. That man has that same kind of spirit. I guarantee you, if push comes to shove... He already said, I don't care what the people say because we have F-16s, so we're going to do what we want. But what you have to realize is that uh, the, the, the people considered, quote-unquote, enemies of the state, the, the circle is not going to shrink, it's only going to grow. Because what these people demand is unquestioning loyalty. What these people demand is unquestioning subservience in everything. So you could agree with a thousand things they say, but disagree with one. You are now an enemy of the state. Yah, yah, yah. So again, if, if your moral center is non-existent enough for you to go along with transgender kids and late term abortion and post term post birth abortion now there's some guy in California I I kid you not look it up I I don't have the time to read the article cuz there's other things we need to talk about uh, because we thought all that energy crisis stuff, that's only for the Europeans. Ha-ha, Europe. Well, guess what? If you live in California, we're going to talk to you just for a smidge, because they've been encouraging you, buy electric vehicles. Save the planet, save the panda, save the puma, save the polar bear. you got to buy electric. Now they're telling you, you know what? You can't charge your electric vehicle, because uh the grid's gonna blow up so uh that's a nice way of keeping you in your house unable to do anything other than stare at your electric car and uh i don't know maybe buy a gas powered generator to charge it huh Huh? the irony anyway as i was saying it doesn't matter how far afield it begins the objective is always the silencing of the church. The objective is always the shutting down of the people of God. Because right now there's still some people, you know, willfully ignorant as they might be. Well, it doesn't pertain to us. It's not about it. it's It's those magger people. Well, but see, they, they went a little further and they define what those people are. You know, constitutionalists, uh, pro-lifers. Uh, you know, people who eh, get a little squeamish at the thought of a six-year-old boy deciding that he doesn't want his, uh, you know, Franken beans anymore, and he wants his mama to call him Sally, whatever. Those are now enemies of the state. It's It's political. And there are people who risk their lives to come to this country for the very basic truth that... This was supposed to be a nation of the people, by the people, for the people, where those in power didn't use the levers of government to persecute their opposition. But hey, here we are. And some Christian pastors and some Christian evangelists, and yes, I know, he talks about Beth Moore so much. Why? Because it gets to you. Because you go, oh yeah, he's still on Beth Moore. Because she couldn't keep her mouth shut. Okay, if you disagree with people voting pro-life, if you disagree with people voting pro-morality, then just keep your trap shut. You had a bunch of middle-aged, divorcee women hanging on your every word, and the minute of Dr. Jill's hair is flowing. You know, Well, you know, if, if it's good enough for Beth Moore, I'm going to vote for the man in the adult diapers. That's why. Because you knew what his party stood for. You knew what he stood for. There is blood on your hands. And there is blood on your hands not just because you voted for a party that's A-OK with murdering babies. There's blood on your hands because you deceived, easily fooled women like Paul wrote to Timothy. Oh, my goodness, he's on to women again. No, I'm not on to women. There's dumb men, too. There's plenty of dumb men. This is, this is why society's upside down. Men are no longer masculine. Women are no longer feminine. Men are no longer the heads of their households. Women have taken that place of authority and now direct men to do whatever they tell them. You, you need to have a sense of humor, people, because it's going to get a lot worse, and if you can't smile... If you can't laugh, if you, uh, not all of us are loose women, Mike. Well, I know this. Can we just, ha, a little bit? I know everything's offensive because you're a misogynist and you're for the patriarchy. Not for nothing. But the patriarchy's been working pretty good for the last few thousand years. Now, I know, see, now he's, oh, you're going to get it. Because now you're back on. Look, every nation that's been led by women in the last 20, 30 years, New Zealand is a mess. Australia's a mess. Boris Johnson was like a woman in drag. So basically, England's a mess. I know, what the queen's sick. You shouldn't be talking about. She's 118. Or whatever age she is. You know, God's speed and go toward to the light. I don't understand. Look, the book says your stay here is temporary. You're not meant to live forever on this earth. So if someone's pushing 98, 102, 87, I don't know, and they start to feel a little peaked, And oh my lord, this is this is unbearable. Why they lived eighty-seven years, good or bad? If you get over sixty, everything past that's a gimme. But again, it's just look. I have the utmost empathy for a child that, that, that develops a disease when they're 7, 8, 10, 12, 15, 18. I have the utmost empathy for someone who has an accident and has to be in a wheelchair for, for years on end. But if you were around to shake Abe Lincoln's hand, if you still have the top hat from the night he got shot, because you were in the theater and you decided it would be great to have it as a, you know, memento come on come on thank god you made it this far pray for strength to make it farther but let his will be done see now we're getting into that it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks um i had three four people that i knew and i knew well some of them uh have passed on and all of them young you know, forty six, fifty two, sixty two, sixty three, and they weren't easy deaths. Because I, I I look back, my my mom was forty eight, forty seven or forty eight when she passed. So I'm I'm there. I'm forty seven now, and I look back on on how my mom passed, and given how some people that I've known recently have been going onto their reward, I, I see the way she passed as a grace now. The only downside is that she didn't get a chance to say goodbye. We didn't get a chance to say goodbye. But it was sudden, it was quick, it was in a blink of an eye, and it was done. But I, I, I know of people within my circle, people that I considered friends that Just bed reading and and, and eating away at for six months, eight months, a year, year and a half. Look, it it ends for all of us. None, None of us get out of life alive. But we know that this life is not the end. The end of this life is not the end. And we know who awaits for us on the other side. Because he made a promise, and it's a promise he's not going to break. I go that where I am, you may be also. I go to prepare a place for you. If you doubt that, then you're doubting everything else. I don't know it's 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 been like I said it's been a very strange couple of weeks, but you know the 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 wheel of time keeps on turning, and uh those who would do evil and those who would uh see evil done are not resting, sleeping, growing weary and There are some believers who look at the enemy, and I'm not going to say they see the enemy bigger than the enemy really is, because that's not the truth. But they see the enemy as an untenable foe. They see the enemy as one who cannot be conquered. And that should never be the position of the believer. Uh, remember when uh, Moses sent the scouting party and uh, the the, the scouts came back and, and all but Joshua and Caleb gave a very dire report. And they talk about how their towns are large and they're fortified and that there's even giants in the land now by their very presence there they they, they weren't there as tourists they didn't go to talk to people there to see what their opinion was but one of the scouts let it slip out and 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 the way that it's worded i i read that passage i don't know 10 15 times the other morning because it was so interesting to me they were talking about how they'd seen giants and that next to those giants, they felt like grasshoppers. And then they went on to say that's what they thought too. And my question is, how exactly do you know that those giants saw you as grasshoppers? You didn't walk up to them and go, hey, buddy, what do you think of us? they allowed their own self-image to dictate the outcome of a potential battle if they had to do it. It was their self-image and the fact that they believed themselves to be as grasshoppers that undergirded their entire thesis that there was no way they could win against these people coincidentally they never took god into account god god was never brought into the picture they never said well you know we we may seem like grasshoppers to them but with the lord all things are possible no that's where they that's where they ended they ended the entire thing with their own self image and saying well you know we felt like grasshoppers That's why it's a horrible, horrible idea to trust your feelings. And I know that Joel Osteen would disagree with me. Follow your heart. Said who? Joel? Well, the book says the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. Who can know it? Well, apparently Joel can, and he has given you permission to follow your heart. In their hearts, these people felt like grasshoppers. They felt small. They felt irrelevant. And then they went on from their own personal feelings regarding this, and they extrapolated. Well, if we feel like this about ourselves, then what does uh, our enemy see us as? Well, that's what they see us as as well. They think we're grasshoppers, too. All right, let me let you in on a little secret. I I know that, well, you didn't grow up in communism. You were nine when you left. Well, true. But I did grow up in communism until the age of nine. And then I made it a passion to study my nation's history, the history of communism, how I can... Explain it to someone in such a way where they see the dangers thereof. So, you know, show a little grace. I know people just want to argue. Everybody wants to nitpick and argue. Women and men, and why don't you talk about men? If men weren't such losers, most of the time, if men were not such losers, uh, the situation would be very different. Gino, I can hear you. Can you please mute yourself? Thank you. All right. See, that's, that's how high-tech we are, kids. I mean, we're, we're cutting edge. But look, I don't just blame I blame feminism. But that's not a woman thing. That's a feminist thing. Why, you don't believe women are as strong as men? Let's arm wrestle. Okay, then. Stop! I've said it too often I've said it in various ways women are better at some things men are better at other things and I don't understand the need for, for men to prove that they're better than women at the things women are better at or for women to prove they're better than men at the things men are better at so let's just let it be it's not we, we're, we're getting off track here because when It comes. Persecution, destruction, judgment, whatever you want to call it, because all these things are coming. It's not going to care that you're a man or a woman. The only thing that that, that will happen is they will check a list and check it twice. And if you're not pre-approved, if you are not among those that bowed their heads and went along and, you know, had their Beth Moore pin on their lapel, Dr. Jill is smart because she's a doctor, Err. then you're the enemy of the people. And the one thing that some of you are holding out hope in, and allow me a sip of my delicious beverage, coffee, hot, black, that's it. I, you know, I, I feel undeserving of a snazzy coffee beverage, because I wasn't here last week, even though I tried. You could ask Gina. We, we, we tried various times. They were still drilling in the walls. And if you've ever been to the dentist, even if you had, you know, Novocaine in your molar, when, when they start going to work on you, when they start drilling, you feel it like deep inside your skull. That's how this entire place uh, reverberated. It, it, it was like, Your teeth getting drilled. There's no way we can record. And there was stuff to talk about, granted. But, you know, today is another day. There is no noise. And here we are. Allow me a sip and then we're going to get into this. Oh, my goodness, that was good. (sighs) Back to the scouts. And I think there's a lesson to be learned here because it it, kind of stood out and it stood out so vividly that uh, I knew I wanted to talk to you about it at some point. Don't let the way you see yourself determine what you believe the outcome of a certain situation will be. Because I guarantee you the enemy does not see you as a grasshopper. Because if the enemy saw you as a grasshopper, the enemy would leave you alone. If you were nothing but a nuisance, an insect to be stomped into the earth, then there would be no need for being persecuted, labeled, ostracized, silenced. These Scouts presuppose that they had been looked upon as grasshoppers by these giants, even though the giants might have felt something very different, or may have thought something very different. All I know is this. Having grown up in communism up to a certain age, then having studied it, if you did not pose a danger... To the system, if you did not pose a danger to the narrative, if they did not see you as a potential impediment to their plans, then they left you alone. So the first people they went after in communism, after they gained power, were the intellectuals, the church leaders, And the Christian denominations that believed in the works and power of the Holy Spirit. Who do you think they'll go after now? Is it going to be uh, the, the, the guys that stand on the side of the road with their kids waving rainbow flags from the Unitarian Church? That don't even bother to cover their children's eyes when grown men are walking about, you know, just protuberances flowing in the wind? Yeah, exactly. So, let me get back to something that I wanted to start talking about, but didn't get a chance. Some of you are holding out hope that military, police, IRS agents now, because they're going to be armed, will disobey direct orders... when they're told to do harm to American citizens. Let's, let's, let's put it as mildly as possible. I think that hope will be shattered, but when it's shattered, it'll be too late for you to do anything about it. Now, the reason I believe that hope will be shattered is twofold. First of all, precedent, historical precedent. There were individuals in World War II on the German side that did atrocious and heinous things and after the dust settles when they were brought up for trial their singular excuse their singular justification their singular explanation was I was just following orders I'm not saying all but I promise you a large percentage of People in law enforcement and the armed forces will do the exact same thing. They will follow orders, even though those orders might be heinous. Hey, don't you want to protect your nation against enemies? I mean, enemies of the state. These people are more dangerous than terrorists. Never mind Hezbollah or, or Al-Qaeda or anyone else. That little old lady in the American flag sweater... Yep, the one holding up, you know, I'm for life because so was my mama. That's the enemy of the state. That is who needs to be silenced, intimidated, cowed, and if she doesn't get it the first few times, throw her a beating. You know, teach her a lesson because she is an enemy of progress. How do we define progress? Apparently, butcher little boys and girls. Because that's now the definition of progress. And when people warned you five, ten years ago, it's not going to end with the homosexual. It's not going to end with gay marriage. Well, you know, fine, fine, fine. This is it, this is as far as they can go. Now they're coming after kids. They're they're making five, six, seven-year-olds contend with the idea that they may not be the right gender and the right body. When five, six, and seven-year-olds shouldn't be asked to do anything more than play on the jungle gym, eat their boogers, and laugh at farts. Number one reason why I don't believe that The armed forces will do the right thing. Uh, The excuse will be, we were just following orders. And the second is that their livelihood and their family's livelihood will be contingent on their obeying said orders. And the math will be quite simple. Better that your kids starve than my kids starve. And I know that that's a harsh way of looking at it. But it's the truth. I've never lied to you. Even those of you that hate me and just hate listen, because I've gotten a couple years, I hate listen to you just, just to prove you're wrong. Well, you haven't yet. It was 1984. Just let that sink in. Let that year sink in. It was 1984 when my my grandfather first started preaching his message for America and warning that one day there would be civil unrest, there would be civil war in America. I remember people rolling their eyes and smirking and smiling. We'd never come. We're Americans. We bleed red, white, and blue, you Romanian. You don't understand national unity. You don't understand patriotism. I mean, your people, you backwater medieval people, sure, you made civil war yourselves, but we would never... We're all Americans, and we bleed red, white, and blue. Well, now you have uh, Democrats, people in power, uh, actually threatening civil war. Uh, there, there, there's some uh, you know, brain-damaged lady that thinks herself a comedian that actually tweeted out, uh, when was it, two days ago, if you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you do want civil war, vote Republican. So apparently she's not an enemy of the people. She's not an enemy of progress because she's on the right side of it. People are openly discussing civil war. Now, granted, If the ghosts that voted for Joe Biden back in 2020 can creep out of their crypts and fight on behalf of the Democrat Party, they may stand a chance. But don't get overly excited because, as I said, I don't believe that those sworn to protect uh... will we'll be on your side if things go down that way we've been discussing the energy crisis in europe and some apparently thought that that is as far as it would extend well you know europeans it's gonna happen in europe but it is what it is now california California isn't Europe. California is one of the largest states in these United States. It is also the state with the most uh, progressive policies, uh, saying that they want to do away with all fossil-fueled cars by, what, 2035? And I know that sounds so far off, 12 years, 10 years, whatever it is. So they would encouraged their citizenry to buy electric vehicles, and people being people said, "Okay, we will. We want to save the planet because that's what you know self-aggrandizing people do. They think themselves superior. They think themselves able to." affect nature itself by the simple fact that they're drinking through a paper straw and driving a car that sounds like a shaver. Anyway, Thursday marks the eighth consecutive day on which a flex alert will be declared in the state of California, telling electricity customers to minimize their use of energy, including by not plugging in electric vehicles. Between the hours of 3 and 10 p.m. But how am I supposed to get to work? My electric vehicle needs electricity. It doesn't matter. You're on a flex alert. Oh, by the way, did you hear what happened? I don't remember what state it was in. I'm sure somebody will look it up because they always do. But they had these smart meters put into their homes, citizens, and then basically the company set their thermostats at whatever temperature the company wanted them at, and it was some sort of heat wave. And they'd set the temp at 78 and 79 degrees. People couldn't go, cooler, cooler, I'm hyperventilating. Nope. You're telling me that the Chinese are authoritarian? Somebody not within your household has the power to determine what the temperature is in your own home. And you have no way around it. You can't say, cancel, give me my power back. It's the beginning of controlling every facet and aspect of your life. It's the beginning. Not the end. Just the beginning. So, As the San Francisco Chronicle noted, uh, their last flex alert was two hours longer than the last one. With Thursday shaping up as yet another day of extremely high demand amid the heat wave, the California grid operator issued an emergency watch notice for 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Thursday. That is, longer hours than prior emergency watches in this heat wave. The grid was in its second level of emergency conditions as of Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. At the third level, it could decide to initiate den 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 rolling blackouts. California. The worst that can happen is the ice cream melts in your freezer with a rolling blackout. But If you live where I live, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Colorado, you know, the places that get a wee bit chilly, what happens if they start rolling blackouts in those states come, I don't know, December, January, February? Because uh, (laughs) the Russians being the Russians, uh, are already needling the rest of Europe regarding winter and its uh, imminent arrival. Russia's state energy company Gazprom released a video on Monday titled, And Winter Will Be Big. The short presentation shows European cities freezing over with occasional cuts to useless windmills and solar panels while a mournful song plays in the background. This is called the psychological warfare. This is what they they just have to play this. Vladimir Putin doesn't have to do anything. All he has to do is sit on his hands. Just don't turn on the gas. And I promise you the Europeans will throw Ukraine under the bus like nobody's business. Because these people never cared about Ukraine. They never cared about the Ukrainian people even though it's, it's a sad reality that, that people are dying and buildings are being blown up and artillery is being fired at civilians, not one politician, American or otherwise, cared about the people of Ukraine. They thought they can get a lever. They thought they can get leverage over Putin if they came close enough to his border. And Putin, on the other hand, thought, hey, why don't I go take over Ukraine and reunite the old USSR? Neither plan worked out. But Putin's juncture has the upper hand because with each passing day, winter gets one day closer. Fans of the Russian government left YouTube comments praising the video as a masterful act of trolling. Gazprom shut down the flow of gas into Germany through its Nord Stream 1 pipeline last week, leaving the Europeans in a state of mounting panic as frigid winter temperatures approach. Gazprom's taunting video was essentially a funeral dirge in advance. Gazprom and various Russian officials have long insisted the pipeline was first throttled and then shut down entirely due to technical issues, this excuse was later refined into a story about defective turbines that could not be fixed due to the crushing impact of Western sanctions against Russia imposed after Russia invaded Ukraine. So basically the Russians said, yeah, we shut it down. We'll use whatever excuse we want. The point is you're not getting any gas. How do you like them apples? Now, the Europeans apparently uh, are taking this situation uh, direly. What was it? The the English. The English have decided not to ban fracking anymore because apparently survival of their flesh is more important than the survival of the planet. How dare you start fracking again? Because you need oil to live huh, see how easily that whole, you know, virtue signaling, I'm saving the planet because I'm wearing paper shoes and drinking through a paper straw, and I don't use toilet paper at all because I love the planet so much. Eh? you get a little frostbite. You're like, and suck the oil out of the earth i don't care i want heat exactly say stop being such a hypocrite you should be willing to freeze to death in your home to save the planet no just just drink with a paper straw and not wipe your butt i see so the commitment only goes so far got it now the germans aren't faring well at all either they're preparing their people, but energy crisis across Europe could see Christmas lights axed. That means no more Christmas lights. So it's it, it, it's it's just a spiral of depression and sadness and bleakness. Not even Christmas lights. I know, but it's not. It's not Christmas. It wasn't Jesus' birthday. Got it. I still like the twinkly lights. Okay? I know. I know. See, you can like something just for the sake of liking it. There doesn't need to be a deeper hidden meaning into the interpretation because if you look back to old Viking lore, there was one day... Stop. Stop. The... Serving Jesus shouldn't be burdensome. Serving Jesus should not require you to know Viking lore. Serving Jesus should be a simple exercise of the heart, a commitment, and a follow-through. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow him, and it's okay to smile when you see blinking lights. So it's not just Europe. This is coming to the US as well because I guess as long as we think we're sheltered, as long as we think we're safe, then, uh, you know, eh, whatever, you know, it's just the Europeans. Uh, The problem is when there's a scarcity of resources. When people feel as though they've been pushed into a corner and they have no way out but to fight, uh, all, all those masks of uh, civility, all those smiles and thumbs up, and we're in this together, we love the planet, you know what green energy uh, is the future? Unfortunately, no one will be there to use it because they're all freeze to death in the present. But hey, you can't make an omelet without sniffing some little girl's hair. Uh, I, I, some, you know, sometimes Joe Biden goes off script. Anyway, uh, even the French are now telling their people either use less energy or we're going to ration you. But isn't that like self-rationing? So e- either you decide to be uncomfortable and use less energy than is required in your life or we'll do it for you. Thank you, Mr. Macaroon. We appreciate your kindness. Now, (laughs) look, this is how bad it's going to get. These people, at least some of them, see the writing on the wall. They see that the future isn't bright, neon or otherwise. Uh, Certain industries, the Vice Chancellor of uh, Germany said, "We'll stop producing in order to avoid bankruptcy." Now, what does he mean by that? Energy costs will be so prohibitive that certain industries will just go, "Nope, we can't. I, I, it, we cannot function because the cost of producing our goods." far outweighs anything we could get for our goods on the open market. Uh, In an interview on Tuesday evening, German Vice Chancellor Robert Habeck claimed that in order to avoid potential bankruptcy due to the ongoing energy crisis, certain industries will simply stop producing. Appearing on a talk show that I will not even attempt to pronounce, Vice Chancellor and Minister for Economic Affairs Robert Habeck said that in light of potential energy shortages and soaring prices in the coming months, some businesses may be forced to close their doors and shut down for a time. Sure, because that's how it works. It works so well for us, we shut down, you know, to flatten the curve. We shut down for two weeks and look what happened. Ah, two weeks. (laughs) When pressed by host Sandra Meichberger... If he expects a wave of bankruptcies throughout Germany in the winter, Habeck said, no, I don't. I can imagine that certain industries will just stop producing so they don't become insolvent. So uh, technically they wouldn't be declaring bankruptcy. they just shut down. So uh, that's that's politician speak. Because my question to uh, the vice chancellor would have been thusly. Uh, will the employees of these industries continue to have wages coming in so they can feed their children? And at that point, the vice chancellor would have likely answered, nein, nine, nine, nein, nine. So that means no, by the way, in German. Uh, see, you, you, you get a language lesson, you get a German lesson for free on this program. How can you not appreciate it? So much value for zero dollars. Now, in case you were wondering where he's been, Ryan Houston's back. Yes, the man famous for Hillsong being on antidepressants and walking into hotel rooms with strange women not knowing if uh, there was any consummation involved because, you know, alcohol and antidepressants don't mix according to Brian Houston. But hey, he's a general in the Lord's army, so he decided, you know what? I better get back into the fray. The people need another cheesy song. Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston, who resigned as global senior pastor in March after the church revealed that two women made serious complaints of misconduct against him in the last 10 years, insisted in what appeared... To be his first pulpit appearance since the resignation that God doesn't write people off as men do. And that he still has so much more to give at the age of 68. And this is why I decided to talk about this. Because uh, Monsieur Houston brought God into the mix. See, God has a certain standard. That standard was plainly spelled out in the book. This is what is required in order to be a leader. This is what is required in order to be a shepherd of God's flock. Brian Houston could have said, uh, my pride won't let me go gently into that good night. I would have respected it, disagreed with it, but respected it. He could have said, I just got bored. I'm 68. The antidepressants don't seem to take the edge off anymore. And, you know, how many strange women can I meet in strange hotel rooms before that gets cumbersome? So, could have said that. But Brian Houston did what sleazebags the world over do. He brought God into the mix. So, if... Brian would have had his way. He would have stayed gone. But nay, nay, God doesn't write people off. It's as though he received a divine mandate to return to the pulpit. But between the time he stepped down and the time he returned, and believe me, I've scoured the interwebs, there has not been a declaration of repentance There has not been an admission of sin. Just radio silence. So we're in September. March, April, May, June, July, August. So it's six months. He took a six-month hiatus. And now he has returned, not because he wanted it, but because God demanded it. Uh, God would rather use a stone than a dirty, unrepentant vessel. That's what he says in his book. So the people that that, that use God as the reason they return to ministry after uh, doing unsavory things need to be called out because they're doing it. In a message build a legacy that outlasts you, delivered at the Christian Faith Center in Seattle, Washington, Houston encouraged churchgoers not to allow their mistakes, failings, or brokenness to define the legacy they leave behind. Legacy is just a commitment that you're going to live according to God's purposes in your life. When purpose and destiny and legacy collide, it's like a combustible force. And then you throw antidepressants in. That's me saying it, not him. Oh, justification is is a glorious thing, isn't it? We can decide my mistakes, my failings, my failures here, my brokenness over there. The fact that I got ripped off here, well, you didn't get ripped off. Neither did you just, quote-unquote, offend. The allegations were substantive enough where uh, even something as absent of spiritual discernment as Hillsong decided to give you the boot. So let's not, let, let, let's not call it an offense. And the only thing that got ripped off maybe, I don't know, a dresser, a pair of pants. I'm just saying. So, come on. Come on, guy. I know, I know. You like the spotlight. Of, of, Of the 7 billion odd people on the planet, there was no other but Brian Houston that could return. That's how desperate God has become for men who can... String two words together. So, yes, Brian Houston's back. Uh, I, I, You know what? Maybe uh, the church board asked him to come back because uh, Hillsong Church has suffered a market drop in giving attendance. Uh <laughs> and participation amid uh, scandals and whatnot. I don't know. Look, here we are. Tomorrow's another day. But my time with you, as far as today is concerned, is at an end. So hopefully we'll be with you again next week. Thank you for listening. I know that we didn't get to half the stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, But, hey, it is what it is. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Gino, if you've got anything to say. The floor is
1: yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, I would add to a couple things about that. You know, adultery, committing adultery is a sin against what? The temple of God. We're the temple of God. And people don't realize the gravity of sin. You know, whoever destroys his temple, God will destroy. And if the church really looked at the, what I would call the severity of sin, then they would not fall into those sins. If you really believe the consequence, yeah, the devil's cunning and crafty, but we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit should be an absolute warning bell, yelling in our spirit not to fall into those sins. And the Bible says very clearly, you're tempted when you're drawn away of your own Lust. When lust conceives, it produces sin. Sin, when it's finished, produces death. And in America, you have to fight lust on every end. You know, you have to fight it on the internet. Be very careful what you look at. Feed your mind on good things, and and it, it's just prevalent. And so you have to. I, w- I I always say, you know, don't don't be around gals or women, you know, that aren't your wife that have a uh, that if, number one have a spirit of Jezebel or that kind of lewd spirit be careful how you do the ministry be careful how you are around gals even in the church that you you keep yourself pure and and don't even let an ounce of the enemy come in and tell you well you know that that would be so bad to fall into that trap or whatever oh it's bad to fall into those traps those are very serious traps and to go back into ministry after that very difficult because God warns uh, against it, and how do you become the example for others not to fall into that? So um, it's, it's, you know, Billy Graham said he wouldn't even be in a room, in an office with another gal counseling her, and, and, you know, that's how serious he took it. Demetri Dudeman, <laughs> I traveled with him. I guarantee you he took it very serious, and, and when you did ministry with Demetri, you, you better not be caught. Entertaining those kind of sins. So, the Bible says, "The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, and wise is the man that what turns away from evil." Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Belday. All right, sir, are you there? If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.